Welcome, everybody, to the to From the Preacher Study, a podcast Kevin Clark and I do. I'm Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. And as I indicated just a moment ago, Kevin Clark is with me. Uh, we've been doing this podcast in this format for mm-hmm. quite a while. Uh, we've uh, enjoyed doing it together, and we get lots of good comments. We, we get do. encouraging comments we from do. people, and Absolutely. we hope that our audience may be growing a little bit, right, and right. people are sharing what we're doing with other people and drawing them in to the podcast, and we hope that everyone benefits from it right. uh, and is encouraged by it. We challenge our thinking a little bit. I say our thinking because mm-hmm. we involve ourselves That's in the right. discussion, That's right. and uh, we challenge us to to do better in becoming the kind of people that the mm-hmm. Lord wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Right now, we've been talking about pursuing holiness oh, yeah. That's right. and developing that quality uh, to be holy as God is holy. He sets the standard that right. we want to reach. Right. And so we've been talking about some particular aspects of pursuing holiness. Right. Lately, we've been discussing the idea of being deceptive or lying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. different forms that might take. Right. We're talking about some characters in the Bible that get caught up in lying and what right. we might learn from them about their circumstances and what might have influenced them to be deceptive and to, to lie about their circumstances. And so we're going to continue to do that tonight or to in this session, and uh, we hope that it'll be challenging to us. Kevin, any introductory remarks today? Yeah, I, I want to say what you're saying or echo what you said is that so many people are appreciative of the work that we're doing, and we're really just trying to bring the scriptures to everybody's attention to give the sense uh, of the scriptures and what they say. And uh, you notice we're not relying upon politics and uh, socioeconomic engineering and philosophy. We just want to present God's word. That's what builds faith. That's what's going to make us pleasing to God. If the God of the universe has spoken to us and he has in his book, don't we owe it to him to spend a lot of time understanding what it is he put in this book? And that's what we're doing. We're so very thankful that the technology we have allows us to get out and reach a very wide audience, not only in this state, in this country, but other other countries as well. We've had people right. respond to that. Right. And we want to thank our two deacons here, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, who are always faithfully behind the scenes making this possible. We thank them. We thank their families for lending their talents and making this possible so that we can truly reach so many people out there with God's word. Well. Well, we do believe the power is in the Word. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word. And the, the Word of God has the power to mm-hmm. change our lives. And so let's go to the Word. Amen. Uh, let's go to the Second Samuel chapter 11. We're going to talk about David and his circumstances. David got caught up in a bad situation and ended up lying in, in a way, mm-hmm. uh, trying to deceive mm-hmm. the people around him. And I think there's a lot that we can learn from this particular episode in David's life. And that's... 2 Samuel chapter 11, and David's sin with Bathsheba. And Mm so if you have your Bibles, you might turn over to that passage. If you're out, if you're driving or uh, doing something else and don't have access to the Bible, you might be familiar with the story. And so let's just think along with us as we kind of retell the story and then just note some things that we might be able to learn from it. You know, I thought, what a a tragedy this is. is. David was... A, a great man. He was, he was uh, the king of Israel, of course, the second king of Israel, described as a man after God's own heart. Right, right. He was a man of so many talents, yeah. so much ability, a shepherd, a king, a warrior, mm-hmm. a poet, an author, a musician, mm-hmm. all of those things, mm-hmm. and really established the kingdom and then uh, spread the kingdom right. uh, to uh, spread, it, spread its borders. Uh, he was loved by the people. He the was. people loved David. And he's a forerunner of Christ Mm -hmm. as well. And so when Christ comes, of course, he's known as the son Son of David. David. And what a tragedy it is 
that he made this mistake. Yeah. And it's almost, it's, it's difficult to talk about it David uh, in, in any sermon without some reference to his sin with yeah. Bathsheba. That's right. And so That's it's right. still following him today. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there may be a lesson in, in that That's itself. Right. Yeah. Be careful, you know, because uh, you might make a, uh, a mistake that's so that's right you know that's so powerful and so uh, influential even though you're forgiven it still follows that's you right. That's right. as david's sin did so let's talk a little bit about this sin yeah. with bathsheba and so verse one says it happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle that david sent joab and his servants with him and all israel they destroyed the sons of ammon and besieged rabbah but david stayed in jerusalem now when evening came David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful in appearance. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? David sent messengers and, and took her. When she came to him, he lay with her. When she was purified from her uncleanness, she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David and said, I'm pregnant." There's one word that occurs, you know, a number of times, several times in this particular passage. It's sort of, I think, a kind of a key word in the passage to send. Mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. sent and did mm-hmm. this. He mm-hmm. sent this one to do that. Right. He sent another one to do yeah. something Good else. Good point. Good point. Who is he and what gives him the right to send these people all over the place? He's the king. He's the king. <laughs> and so really, this is an abuse of his power. That's exactly it? right. Yes. And so he's right. a, he, he knows right. he's the king right. and these people have to do his bidding. Right. And everybody who might withstand him is gone. Right, right. Joab is gone. If anybody stand up today, it'd be Joab. But Uriah is gone. Everybody that might prevent him from doing this is gone. And he takes advantage of that situation. Right. And he abuses his power. He brings Bathsheba to him. And... Of course, he commits adultery with her. Sometimes we get caught up in, well, what's Bathsheba's responsibility? And the, the story's not about Bathsheba. No, it's not, if it was no, about Bathsheba, no. we'd be told more right, about right. it's about David. We don't want to get distracted. Exactly. Our attention distracted away from David. Absolutely. He, you know, he's a powerful man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's and he's he he has a lot of influence, and so he's manipulating right, right. people with his power right that's a problem for powerful men I don't, that's right. you know you probably Absolutely. notice that even today Absolutely. you have powerful men and can combine that with their ego right and they take all sorts of liberties with yes. women yes they put their hands on women mm-hmm. in an inappropriate way right they make advances toward them say mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and david kind of falls into this category you don't, you don't comment on that at yeah. all, Kevin? Well, and the other thing that's interesting to me is that there were so many opportunities for David to walk away. You think about the way of escape they read in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 13. But you think, you know, he, he looked and saw her bathing, and he could have looked away and said, you know, I shouldn't have seen that and just gone about his business. And then when he inquires about the woman, they say, oh, this is a married woman. He goes, okay, that's the end of that. I'm, I move on. No, but he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And so he really is, as you say, abusing his power. Because had he been just a regular guy asking uh, for, Bathsheba to come, you know, that's a much different thing. Right. Uh, but this is the king, and right. the king has absolute power. The Lord had, God had warned about that. If you have these kings, this is what they're going to do. Right. And unfortunately, this is a rare situation where David uh, acted in a very inappropriate way. And you're right. You, it's not just the adultery and taking somebody else's, but it's the abuse of power, knowing that he can manipulate these people to satisfy the fleshly lust. Right. 
Well, now we got a problem. Bathsheba is pregnant, yes. and the sin is bad enough, but Kevin, what's always worse than the sin? The cover-up. It's the cover-up. That's right. <laughs> it's the cover-up. Gets you it, in trouble. Makes it worse. Yeah. And David gets caught up in this. Mm-hmm. And so his first attempt, which is the deception, isn't it? Right. Now he's trying to deceive people and make people think that, that Uriah is right. the father exactly. of this child. Yes. And so that's where the deception comes in, that's trying right. to cover up right. his sin. That's right. And so he brings Uriah in from the battlefield and says, Hey, Uriah, how's the battle going? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> tries to play it off uh-huh. like that, thinking that, well, he'll go home, he'll be with his wife, and he'll think this child is his. Right. But it doesn't work. No. What happens? <laughs> because Uriah is too honorable. And so as much as David wants him to go home, he will not go sleep with his wife because he has this sense of all these other men are out there fighting this battle. They're out there putting their lives in line. They're in the field. How can I come home knowing that and go into my wife and go into my home and, and make love to her and do that sort of thing? No, I, I'm, that's inappropriate. And in that statement, Uriah shows himself to be more noble than the king. That's right. Because he refuses to do anything that would be inappropriate. And, and how do we usually identify Uriah? He yeah, is the Uriah. The the Hitt- he's not even an Israelite. Exactly. Yeah. He's a Hittite. Not right. even an Israelite. That's right. And yet he's more honorable than he the is. king of Israel That's right. is. And so it makes an interesting contrast yeah. in the story. Absolutely. Really just highlights David's, the, the sin, the terribleness of his sin. That's right. Well, since that didn't work, David attempts, uh, uh, you know, here's attempt number two to cover mm-hmm. up his sin. Mm-hmm. He, he gets Uriah drunk, drunk. Yep. thinking, okay, that will weaken his resolve. He'll no. go. He'll be with his wife. Mm-mm. Everything will be covered up. We can sweep it under the rug. But but even in that, Uriah does, doesn't yield. Oh. He refuses to go to his wife. Yeah. And then finally, David sort of gets gets desperate. He sends Uriah back to the front, back right. to the battle. Right. And... Um, to make matters worse, he sends a note exactly. with Uriah. Right. And so the note is instructing Joab, the general of the army, to expose Uriah to the exactly. enemy so that he'll be killed. And he, he, he understands Uriah's character so well that Uriah is a man of honor right, and right. integrity. He's not going to look at this private communication between the king and right. the general. And so he's carrying his own death notice and uh, again, that that highlights the integrity of Uriah yeah. the Hittite. Yeah. yeah. In contrast to what David's doing. Yeah, I think that's amazing that he knew this guy was not going to look at this. He had that much confidence in what he had seen, and so he uses that against him to his own detriment. That's yeah. right. Well, if you go down to the end of the chapter, it, 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 here's an apparent resolution. Uriah is in fact killed, mm-hmm. and verse verse twenty six says, "When your the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. When the time of mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife, and she bore him a son. Mm-hmm. Looks like hey, everything right? Maybe everything's going to work out. It may be what David is thinking. <laughs> now we didn't read the last statement in that exactly. in that verse, but the thing that David had done was evil." in the sight of the Lord. I think that's That's an interesting way to express it. God's been watching all of this. He knows what's going on. He can see through David's cover-up. He can see through David's deception. And and then, of course, we know the rest of the story. Nathan the prophet goes and exposes David's sin, confronts him with it, and David David repents. The thing that I think is helpful to us, maybe the thing that we want to highlight anyway, 
is that David gets caught up in a series of events right. that lead him to do things that he never would have thought. Before these things started, right. if you'd asked David, David, you're going to have Uriah murdered? Right. you got to yeah. be kidding yeah. me. Right. No way. Right. But he gets, a, he gets caught up in this series of events. Yeah. Um, he sees Bathsheba. Uh, he commits adultery with her. He tries to cover it up. It mm -hmm. fails. And so mm -hmm. he's getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this downward spiral, yes. getting sucked in and dragged in deeper and deeper. And that happens to yeah. us sometimes. We get caught up in a series of events and we end right. up doing things that we thought we would never do. Amen. That's right. Yeah, it really is amazing that this this honorable man who's a man after God's own heart that was so humble. You remember his great victory over Goliath and, and just his trust in the Lord and all that sort of thing. And yet here he is in a position doing something that you never would have thought. And it is progressive. And as we said earlier, there were so many opportunities to turn away. God gave him opportunities. He could have looked at the woman and said, you know, I had no business seeing that. Move away. When he was told that that's somebody else's wife, okay, that's off limits. Move away. And, and just so many opportunities and yet he keeps plowing in and then once it happens you know the the honorable thing would have been to come out and say you know i, I messed up i i did something horrible i'm sorry and apologize and repent but he couldn't do that he, he wanted to cover that I mean, you can't be seen the king can't be seen doing this and so he spirals down because he's trying to protect himself from the embarrassment of the right. truth he didn't want the truth to come out right uh, interestingly enough, chapter 12 and verse 1, the Lord sent Nathan. So there's mm -hmm. an, the Lord in his authority yeah, right. is sending Nathan the prophet to confront David about it. So David gets carried away with his authority, but there's That's someone right. who has a greater authority Amen. than that. That's the Lord. But you make a great point. When could David have stopped the, the process? Right. Well, he could have stopped it anywhere along the exactly. line, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, when should he have stopped it? What do you think? Uh, really, if, if, when he just looked out and saw her, turn away and just move away. You shouldn't have seen that. Uh, don't want to be exposed to that. Almost like Job 31, I made a covenant with my eyes not right. to look upon a woman to lust for her. You stop it right there. Uh, certainly when you're told that the woman, you're asked, you shouldn't really ask about her, but if you ask about her and you're told it's somebody's wife, you're done there. And even when he sends for her, think about it. It wouldn't have been instant. There was a period of time that took for her to get the message and come back. That could have been an opportunity for him to rethink, you know, this is a bad idea. Go home. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have done this. So many opportunities. Right. He, he should have stopped, really, like you said, at the very beginning. Absolutely. Just think, if he had stopped, if he had not allowed this process even to begin. That's right. Just think of all the sorrow that he would have saved himself and Bathsheba. That's we talked right. in the very beginning about how even when we preach today, right. we, it's hard to, for us to get away from this particular yes. story. That that wouldn't be the case if, right. if David has simply not begun this process to right. begin with. Right. So I, I suppose he's, he's, he's there in his palace. He, he looks out the window. There's there's this woman, and she's bathed. Might be unavoidable, right? You know, right. might just so, well, let's right. just see. Right. But to dwell on it exactly. and to think about it and consider it. Right. You know, there's some time that passes right. by right. where he's mulling it over. Right. And yeah. but if he could if he could have just stopped uh -huh. and said, no, this isn't right. Right. If we, if we can just do right in the beginning. That's right. That's, and that's it. To me, that's the lesson I'm trying to get across. Right. Just do right in the beginning. There's no telling how much sorrow we save ourselves right. and say, just think of all the devastation that came upon David's family right, because, of, because of this. Yeah. And so if we can just say no, and that might not be the easiest thing to do. We're, we're tempted. Right. And so we right. might need that strength. But if we right. can just do right in the beginning, do that consistently, 
we're, we're going to save ourselves a lot of heartache and Amen. eternal heartache e- even perhaps. I've heard you say this and talk about what certain sins that we get involved in. Uh, it's what comes after that makes it even worse. And we feel we're embarrassed by it. So we're trying to cover it up and we're doing things behind our wives back or behind our spouses back or away from everybody else. If you're doing anything that you're afraid for it to come to light, that in of itself should be telling, you know, I mean, if you want to be a truth teller, don't act in ways that you then have to cover it up and deceive people because you'd be embarrassed if people knew what you were doing. That should tell you something. Try, try to tell people sometimes, if you don't want your wife to suspect you, don't act suspiciously. Right, exactly. That's it. That's right. That's exactly so, right. Live your, and that's so much easier to live that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. To live honestly right. and above board yeah. and you don't have to cover your tracks right. and you right. don't have to you know, could be worried about it. Am I going to get caught in a right, lie? Right. It's so much easier to live that way. Absolutely. Jesus says, you know, uh, verse 20 of John chapter three, everyone who does evil hates the light, doesn't come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Yeah, so we're yeah. trying to cover yeah. up. That's what David did. He was That's afraid right. his deeds would be exposed. Right. And so he tries to conceal them. Right. Uh, it would have been much better for him, even after the sin, if he just said, you know, this was wrong. Right. I did wrong. Forgive me. Right. And, you know, he, things would have been much better. Absolutely. I, this is, I, I thought about this as I was uh, getting my thoughts together. I've, I've heard that uh, people that embezzle, mm-hmm. um, it, they, they always consistently, you know, start small. Yeah. And their yeah. intention is to give it back. Yeah. I'm going to take this yeah. money. I've got right. a, I got a bill to pay or right. something like that. And, but I'm going to give it back. Right. Well, then that leads to a little more, and a yep. little more, a little more, and before you know it, they're in big trouble. Exactly. So if we, if we can just resist that's in it. the beginning, that's, right. that's going to save a whole lot of heartache for Amen. us. I agree with that. We just need to be careful that we're not engaging in conduct that we're embarrassed by. We don't want to come to light because when we do that, know that that temptation is going to be there, that you're going to try to deceive others into thinking that you're not doing this thing. You may be hiding it from your children. You may be hiding it from your spouse. You may be hiding it from the elders and church members. You don't want to live in such a way. And and like I said, if we do make mistakes, and we do, then confess it, repent it, and move on. Be transparent about it and and take care of that. We could go back to, and I know our time is out, but just maybe the one last observation, you know, conceal it from our wife, conceal it from Mm -hmm. our children, from our brethren, from the mm-hmm. elders. Uh-huh. We're not going to conceal it from the Lord. Remember That's that right. statement right there yeah. at the end of That's Second right. Samuel chapter 11, but the thing was not Evil. pleasing yeah. in the sight of the, the Lord. Lord. That's right. And so he's watching and he yeah. knows. And Amen. so we want to we want to please him and not displease him. Well, our time's right, uh, right. got away pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> it always, <laughs> it does. always does. That's right. That's but right. appreciate the conversation and, and I hope that we've been able to say some things that will help some folks at, as it's helped each one of us. Amen. So we're going to close with a word of prayer. Kevin, sure. would you lead us? Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we've had to study your word. Thank you for revealing to us your mind and your will so that we can know how we ought to live, how we ought to walk, how we ought to think about ourselves, how we should serve you. And we're so very thankful that we have that revelation that can be read and understood and applied and obeyed and will make us the kind of people you would have us to be. We thank you for all the uh, indicia of holiness that you have in your word. We've been talking about how to speak in a way that's holy and befitting of the servant of you and thank you for laying out the standard which is that no evil corrupt communication should come out of our mouth we should put away lying because we're members of one another and we should be honest with one another we should speak the truth we have the ultimate truth that will reconcile men to you uh, through the blood of your son jesus 
And we must, uh, as bearers of that message, be ourselves truth-tellers in everything that we do and everything that we say. And so we hope that we will take to heart this message because even some of the greatest heroes of, of the Bible uh, fell prey to this sin of lying or deception. And so none of us is safe. Any of us can fall down that, uh, that path. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So let us examine ourselves. And as we said, to live properly as in the light, to do the right thing so we don't have to worry about covering up our conduct and be embarrassed about the truth of who we are and what we do coming out. If we live right, then there's no embarrassment. We're able to do everything we do openly in the light and not have any temptations, or at least not as many temptations, to shade the truth and try to deceive others. We'd ask that you would be with us as we try uh, to be ever more close to you and be like your son. Thank you for giving us the, the blueprint for how we should live, looking at your son, how he lived. That's the way we're to live, to follow in his footsteps. And uh, be with us that we spend more time engaged in studying your word, meditating upon your word, thinking about your word, examining ourselves and seeing how that applies to us. Uh, see where our weak points are and make ourselves stronger uh, through all the tools you've given to us, the tools of prayer and Bible study and other brethren that can help us. We thank you for uh, this evangelistic effort, this ability to reach out through technology and to study the Word. And we ask uh, thy blessings upon everyone who has listened to this. Uh, we know that your Word will not return to your void. It will accomplish exactly what you intended. And we're so very thankful that we have the opportunity through the technology and the brethren who help us and the time uh, and commitments that we've made. Uh, we have the opportunity to present your Word to others. And we hope that we would always do so skillfully, rightfully, correctly, handling aright your Word. Uh, not uh, superimposing our opinions and thoughts and traditions, but actually the pure, unadulterated word that you presented that will save our souls and uh, implant itself into our hearts and so we can be what you'd have us to be. Thank you so very much for all the things you do for us spiritually, all the things you do for us physically and emotionally. Please continue to be with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.